making me sit and look at your webcam for longer has made me realise how very much paler my skin tone looks in comparison to yours. Do you know what? I'm, I'm really like Wednesday red. fucking Adams. I'm really fucking red. I don't know what's wrong with me. I look like a beetroot. I think I may be dying because... I think it's the light reflecting off your t-shirt. It could be, but, li- but <laughs> really, my my head is so red at the minute. It's not even funny. Is it just because you're not used to daylight? Probably. Is this... Yeah, it burns. Is this right before you just burst into flames? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <geez. laughs> yeah. Welcome all in to the M.O. Podcast. As always, you're here with me, Contumacious Ant. You threw me for a second there because your hello went on for just one, like a half a second longer. Uh, yeah. And me, Atreya. <laughs> and today we are going to be going back to the Victorian era and we're going to be d- discussing baby farms. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for this. I know. Got my fucking Pink Ranger helmet today. I've had a good day at work. You know, we had pizza and Greg's and are you just gonna throw a baby farm at me like some sort of sick fucking joke? Yeah, it's not it's not great, but we'll uh, we'll get into it. Uh, but before we do, uh, as always, like and subscribe. It really helps us in the algorithm and pushes us up. Uh, that would be wonderful and again as always we still have our website uh, over there we've got a couple of new more blogs on there we'll have some more coming up in the coming weeks so just go over there to the mopodcast.co.uk give it a click you know you're convinced by my giant blog you know you're convinced they're out there yeah the giants are out there they're living in caves yeah yeah maybe something if you don't believe it you will have to read my blog yes read the blog and then we may we may talk about that at some point coming up because it's nonsense and i can't let it stand uh (laughs) rude so the 1800s has given us loads of stuff gave us a typewriter the electric battery the camera and aspirin and without all of these things, we wouldn't be bringing this podcast to you today. Uh, What's the aspirin for? The hangovers. Uh, oh, right, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. The hangovers. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> but on the flip side, the 19th century did give us some macabre stuff. H.H. H. Holmes, Jack the Ripper, chewing gum. And today we are going to discuss rank. Chewing gum's macabre. It's rank, though, in it. It's just. It's worse when someone goes and pops it. It's just rank everywhere, whether mm-hmm. it's in someone's mouth, on the floor, behind the shop counter. It's rank. Uh, I wonder if they have chewing gum ASMR. Oh, probably. I mean, they're like. <laughs> the microphones. <laughs> Licking the. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll be doing, doing an a- 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 I'll be doing an <laughs> ASMR what? <laughs> Later. Uh, you don't like your uh, well schooled in that. 
Shut that all the way, <laughs> nearly all the way in there. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> so one of the worst... That'll be for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll edit that out and put it on our pay site. Uh, one of the worst things to come out of the, 18th, the 19th century was baby farms. Now, full disclosure on this, and this kind of pains me to say, I wasn't actually aware of this practice when we did our conspiracy theory episode about birth rates and people having children to feed the industrial machine. So maybe when you did say, I thought people back in the day in this time of era were have popping out babies all over the place. Well, they probably were actually, so you may have been correct on any yes. stats I uh, said there. You rule, you suck. Yeah, so that's painful. But between 1830 and 1880, the crude death birth rate was roughly 35 births per thousand people of the population in Britain. Now, in comparison to in 2000, the crude birth rate was 14.7, and that's decreasing. So we're going in the right way, at least. But that is like 35 births per 1,000 people, not women, but per 1,000 people. So that's why it's kind of called crude right, okay. death rate. So birth rate, excuse me. So it's not a thousand women were popping out 35 births. It was just 500 500 but but most domestic the, the death rate was still pretty high though wasn't it really? exactly there was a lot of infant mortality and these people who ran the baby farms did not help with that whatsoever but back in the day most domestic servants were young women who had moved away from their social network their parents their friends and their surroundings now even though it may have been less than 25 miles, say, Brist, uh, Brighton to London, that was an unthinkable distance to travel back and try and fall back uh, on, on anyone that you'd been cut off with. And this kind of left them at the mercy of their employers and the people that were around them. Now, for all the rich conservatives that think that teen pregnancies are a major issue nowadays, I can probably 100% guarantee that their great-grandfathers were contributing to them in the 1800s by having relations below stairs with the help. And due to the fact... Probably the quite young help as well. Exactly. The average age starting out in domestic servitude was between 13 and 16. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not great and I mean that's what I was going to say I like 13 year old yeah you're expected to just out you go get a job exactly them nice people exactly the road. and they were seen as nice people because they owned a big house and they could do mm. no wrong and yeah due to the fact that rapists don't really care about birth control and an abortion was pretty much just using a set of stairs at the time a lot of them bought hanger Indeed. Well, they didn't even have them. They weren't even invented back then, were they? Like, cause a coat hanger wasn't invented? I don't know. I didn't look into it. I was thinking about that, <laughs> but it's a bit graphic, isn't it? I mean, just falling down the it's stairs is very graphic, but shoving a coat hanger up your flu, that's... <laughs> uh, 
So a lot of unwanted babies were being born during this time. Now, as you can imagine, a baby would be a massive hindrance to someone that was only being given free board and lodgings because they were on call to their landlords 24-7. Now, after being put in the family way by their employers, most domestic servants were kicked out, lest shame fall on the family above stairs. One way to survive and to not be destitute was for the afflicted mother to enter the workhouse. Yeah, these were not even glorified prisons. They had 12-hour work days and they had squalid conditions, disease was rife and there was a death rate of 10% of the workhouse population. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I've, I've like read lots and lots of books about like this time period, and like, I, I actually I think it might have been one of Jack the Ripper's victims was quoted as saying she would rather die than go to the workhouse. Yeah, she'd rather be on the streets being a prostitute than go to the workhouse. Like that's how bad it was. Th- this is this is kind of the choice that they had at this point in time. It was either become a sex worker or go to the workhouse, and it was like no choice really mm-hmm. when when it's taken out of your control now another option for these women who had young babies were baby farms now because the government was still looking after themselves and their cronies and like nothing much has changed in 200 years why break the habit of a lifetime yeah there were no social services or child care at this point now baby farms were set up by entrepreneurial people that for a minor fee, would either look after your child while you worked and then you could visit at any time when you weren't working, or they would find a suitable couple to adopt the child. Unfortunately, this rarely happened and there was no regulation or overwatch on these farmers, so things got a bit bleak. Two of the most infamous baby farmers were Amelia Dyer and Margaret Waters. Margaret Waters was the first baby farmer to be hanged after being convicted of five willful acts of murder to the children in her care, although she was actually believed to have killed at least 19 children. Oof. Psycho bitch. Yeah. Waters was born in 1835, and when, at the age of 29, she was left a widow, she did try and make an honest living via dressmaking. But unfortunately, she felt foul of moneylenders, and she couldn't keep up the payments on her premises or on her sewing machines. It was at this point that she actually turned to the more lucrative baby farm, farming. Waters set up a shop in Brixton and put advertisements in newspapers that with a low, low price of £10, she would adopt your unwanted baby, and soon she had young women knocking on her door to take care of her newborns. £10? Yeah. That was a lot of money back then. How many domestic servants had 10 quid that so, they could just... Yeah, indeed. Now, it's really... I think the average wage of a domestic servant was like £20 a year, mm-hmm. but there was also unscrupulous moneylenders out there, and if you were in the family way, even if you got kicked out of working at that house, you could get rid of your, put your baby in the baby farmer's care, and then go and work at another house. So you're going to be earning money, mm-hmm. and then you can pay off 
you don't have to go to the workhouse. This is kind of what they were faced with. Come up with ten pounds. Never pay the money lenders off. Exactly. Because the interest's so high, you're forever in their debt. So. So they're in an ever, ever, ever increasing circle. Really, a downward spiral Mm. of not being able to do it. But this is how bad the workhouses were that people would go into debt over them. Now. This being the 1800s, disease was rampant and infant mortality was through the roof anyway and babies would die in Margaret Waters' Waters care. At first, Waters, she went through the proper channels. She'd get the death certificates from doctors and go through the process of burying the children with an undertaker. But there was no NHS back then and doctors were expensive so she decided to cut out the middleman and she'd just start dumping the dead babies in and around Brixton. Yeah, she wasn't even discreet. She just dumped them under railway arches and in alleyways. So, yeah. Now, police quickly caught on to Waters, and when they searched her home at number four Frederick Street, they found a grim scene. Half a dozen little infants lay together on a sofa, filthy, starving to death, and stupefied by laudium. Yeah. Laudanum's really expensive as well, though. Yeah, but she's been paid... probably was cheaper to feed them. <laughs> yeah, she's been paid a tenner by these people, so... Uh, of the 11 children found in her care, five were close to death, being nothing more than skeletons and akin to shriveled monkeys. They had been doped up by Lordium and they were left to starve. They were so weak they couldn't even cry out. Waters was charged with five murders, but by her own admission, she had looked after at least 40 babies and she was suspected of killing at least 19 of them. After Waters and her sister's arrest, the press coverage was extensive. Now, this was mainly due to the fact that Waters wasn't a typical Victorian criminal. She had a pleasing expression, which is a quote from a paper. So, yeah. Yeah, she didn't... I think I think what they try to say is she didn't have a hook nose and a boil and a war on her cheek <laughs> or something. I'll take your babies. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, that she, would have got her loads of business. <laughs> yeah, she went out of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's, that's, that's kind of <laughs> what they... Candy canes and lollipops. Yeah, that's what they're getting out there. Uh, she wasn't a hard-bitten crone that were often in the dock for these type of crimes. She could not only read and write English, which, again, for a woman at the time was like very rare, rare. she could mm-hmm. uh, speak conversational French, and she was a good musician. So this is why, mm. this is kind of like the tabloids... Tell surprise. May we, may we. This is why it got so much attention, because... If she would have just been a, a hook-nosed crone, I don't think no one would have paid attention to this uh, as as much. But again, this is a time of when maybe the tabloids are just starting to, to come about as well, so they try to sell copy and that, but yeah. Now, her sister was found not guilty of murder, but she was found guilty of obtaining money by fraud, and she was sentenced to 18 months' hard labour. Waters was hanged on the 11th of October, 1870. And I think this was, even though she was hanged, 
I think it was kind of to as a deterrent for people not to do this, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. she kind of she set the precedent because she was the first one to be hanged, and many more would follow in the following years. One of them was Amelia Dyer, and she was nicknamed the Angel Maker. Wow. Yeah. That's assuming all those kids were really well behaved. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Well, it sounds better than the little shit maker, I suppose. Mm. I think she was called the... An- yeah, yeah, I suppose. But she was called the angel maker because she sent them to heaven. That's what I mean, but yeah. only only good kids go to heaven. I mean, they, 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 they were, like, less than six months old, so they had not had the chance to be, like, shitty yet. Depends if you believe the whole some people are born evil thing. Mm, be surprised, be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, if may- you had to go back and kill Hitler as a baby. I mean, this is it. We, we may start slagging her off, but maybe she killed a baby Hitler. Mm-hmm. Swings and roundabouts, in it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's getting fucking edited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> this fun episode is brought to you by the MO Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, God, no wonder we don't get sponsors. Uh, <laughs> Amelia... It's a wonder we don't get cancelled. Yeah, yeah, could get a strike from this. Uh, Amelia Dyer was one of the most infamous and horrible people to come out of the 18th century. Uh, the 19th century, excuse me, and we actually got the Prince Albert from this century, so that shows how bad she was Dyer operated over a span of 20 years and she's suspected of killing over 400 babies ooh that's grim yeah Dyer had not had a great childhood but it was the 1800s so who the fuck had really I mean do you know what I mean she survived into middle age so she was fucking doing well to be quite frank Mm -hmm. with you she was born in 1837, but most of her family had died by the time she was 24, and those that were still alive were estranged from her. Now, there's a saying that goes, if you meet a prick in the morning, maybe you've met a prick, but if you meet a prick all day, maybe you're the prick. Do you know what, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So maybe there's a reason why all the family were estranged from her. You, so, you need to work on you. Yeah, yeah. It's not me, it is you. Yeah. So, at the age of 24, she married a 59-year-old. And, again, a little bit like Terry Hoffman and her first husband, they both lied on their marriage certificate. She made herself 30, and George Thomas, who was her husband, made himself 48. Right, okay. Yeah. Just. Firstly... Why? Why? What? What is the point, right? And secondly, who gives a fuck? It's the 1800s, right? And old men married young women. It yeah. just happened. Yeah. Nobody blinked an eye. Nobody batted an eye. Why? Why are these people doing this? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't understand why he's trying to make himself 48, uh, 11 years younger. Like than to he make is. it seem less worse than being 54 and marrying her because still no one cares yeah indeed Hugh Hefner yeah makes no sense 
Yeah. Daya trained as a nurse until a midwife told her an easier way to make some money, and this was baby farming. The midwife, who was called Ellen Dane, left the UK for the US shortly after she had had told Daya this because she had some skeletons in a closet that she needed to get away from. <laughs> so, not That's a great start. Country. Yeah, not a great yeah. start, really. I'll leave you with this. I'm going for different reasons, but... <laughs> Baby farming really works here. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. So, in 1869, George died, if you can believe that, leaving her with a child, which is a little more unbelievable, to be quite honest with you, because at 59, he was still pumping it out. Well, yeah, to be fair, I'm surprised he did till he was 59 back then. Yeah. That was ancient back then. So, Daya needed to make some income, and as she had some nurse training, she used this to her advantage. She advertised her services as nursing as well as try to facilitate adoptions for the children that were in her care by 1872 Daya had remarried she'd also had another two children Marianne who was known as Polly and William San Samuel now this marriage didn't last long and Daya had left her husband William by 1879 we know this because she was single when a doctor thought the amount of death certificates he was writing for Daya was suspiciously high. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. So, now, just if you hadn't noticed this already, but Daya had given up on caring for these children. She kept them in a state of unconsciousness, again, a little bit like uh, Waters in the first one. But she used an over-the-top, counter medicine that could easily be bought. I mean, I know lordium and opium and everything could easily be bought, but this was actually called Mother's Friend, which was, which could easily be bought, and it contained... Drugging your kids safely. Yeah, it contained opium that would keep them quiet. And addicted. Yeah. Now... Obviously, Daya used it a little bit too much when she used it, but it would keep the children in a state of continued narcotism and will there they will thereby be disinclined for food but be imperfectly nourished. Now, when, doctors, when coroners looked at this, they would record it as death as debility, debility from birth or lack of breast milk. Oh, okay, so it made it look like you weren't starving them to death. Yeah, so it wouldn't look that dodgy when they OD'd on this stuff. It it could just be like, oh, well, they were born this way. I couldn't do anything. I tried my best. So this is why she had the doctor. She could use the doctor, but then he got a bit suspicious when after the 50th one came across his desk, he's like, I know that name. (laughs) Where do I know that name from? Oh, yes, I've got a stack of them here. Five certificates less than ten minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Daya was actually she was actually caught at this point and arrested. She was sentenced to six months hard labour. What? Yeah, there was a little bit of an uproar at the leniency of this, but apparently this allegedly broke her mentally. Fucking good. 
Yeah, but while she was nursing, training to be a nurse, she'd actually worked in mental asylums. So she knew what symptoms to look out for and how easy to game the system. Now, she did have two stints after this in mental asylums, but this is when, coincidentally, the police had started investigating her. So, and she needed to disappear. Yeah. I know, but wouldn't it be like if you were in a mental asylum back then, wouldn't it be like akin to being in the workhouse? Like, they weren't exactly helped, were they? it, It was, and this is why she only did it twice. Because after the second time, she said she was never going to do that again because of the experience she went through, regardless of whether she was compass mentis or not. She said, I'm, I'm not doing that again. I'd prefer to be hung mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. caught for doing this rather than go through that. Now, Daya also used a number of aliases in her work and she moved frequently to outwit authorities and the parents that were actually trying to find out how their children were doing that were in her care. In 1890, a governess returned to visit her child that she had left with Daya to look after, only to find that the birthmark that the baby had on its hip had magically disappeared. Oh, God. Yeah. (sighs) Now, although this set off alarm bells... It would be another six years before Dyer would actually be caught. An advert placed in the Bristol Times and Mirror newspaper would read, Wanted, respectable woman to take care of a young child. Now this was placed by Evelyn Marmon, a 25-year-old barmaid. And coincidentally, next to this advertisement was another advertisement reading, Married couple with no family would adopt a healthy child Nice country home, terms £10. Now, this advert was written by a Mrs. Harding, which was one of Dyer's aliases. Evelyn would respond, offering her child for a weekly fee. She wanted to visit the child and one day would hope, hopefully be able to look after them. Now, Dyer responded, I should be glad to have a dear baby girl, one I could bring up and call my own. We are plain homely people in fairly good circumstances. I don't want a child for money's sake, but for the company and home comfort. I and my husband are dearly fond of children. I have no children of my own. A child with me will have a good home and a mother's love. Now... Yeah, the mother's love that came in a jar that kept your kids calm. (laughs) Yeah. Now... uh, Evelyn didn't want to pay a one-off fee up front because obviously £10 is a lot of money but she wanted to actually have come back and visit her she didn't want to give this child up away but uh, Dyer insisted that be the one-off fee and if you can come round occasionally and see the child kind of thing unfortunately the baby was strangled on the 1st of April with dress making tape and thrown into the river Thames the next day alongside another child Harry Simmons who had been given over to Dyer's care wow yeah now on the 30th of March which was unbeknownst to Dyer 
One of her packages that contained the body of Helena Fry had been recovered from the river by a bargeman. And when the police investigated, they found a label on the package, which they used microscopic analysis. They were able to find a faintly legible label, which contained Dyer's name and address on it. Amateur. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was quite good that they used a microscope to find that out. Uh, now, the police used a sting operation which again I think is quite fucking clever of them. For the time, yeah. Yeah, to ensnare Dyer. They arranged for a woman to drop her newborn with Dyer on the 3rd of April, which is which was Good Friday, which is almost date appropriate for when we released yes, this. Yes, it uh, is. <laughs> when Dyer answered the door that day, she was confronted with detectives and she was arrested. When a house was searched, apart from the overriding stench of human decomposition, Officers found receipts from pawn shops for baby clothes, telegrams regarding adoption arrangements, and letters from mothers inquiring about the well-being of their children. Pretty grim. I just have... So, what what is, then is the difference between a baby farm and an orphanage? They would intentionally take money for like they they take the money but have no interest in looking after the child whereas an orphanage nowadays yeah and tries to find them a new home they'd use the pretense of if you don't want the baby we'll find you a a, a couple they they use the pretense of that but then they just but orphanages do that in the river no, well, an orf- orphanages would take them for free. <laughs> so why would you why because would you pay somebody half your year salary when you could just give your child to an orphanage for free? They weren't a thing. So you didn't orphanages have- weren't a thing. No, 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 no. So you had workhouses. That oh, is right, all okay. you had. So this is oh, right, this okay. this is the thing. Even children over the age of six were put in a workhouse. So right, okay. like up until then, they were taken care of, but at a certain age, they got pushed into the workhouse and. Mm. The parents of these children, no matter what circumstances they had come from, nobody wanted to go into the workhouse. This is how bad mm. the workhouses were. You, you went in the workhouse as the last possible thing. Like People would rather hang, like take up crime than go in the workhouses. This is, this is how bad it is. And there was no, no governments, the government wasn't overlooking anything. There was no social care, there was no social services there was no nhs there was nothing like even though it's pretty shit today we've got it so fucking lucky than they had back then i mean but but yeah now although at trial dyer pled guilty to only one murder when harry simmons and doris marman's remains were dredged from the thames they were found with white tape around their necks dyer told police that that was how you could tell they were mine. So, like all good serial killers, she had a calling card. That's also dubbing yourself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they definitely, there's, no, I didn't do it, but the white tape, that's how you could tell they're mine. Yeah, I don't understand, yeah. Even though she went, no, I only did one, but there's loads of white tape around these necks of all these babies we found yeah. oh yeah that's mine can I get the tape back uh, need it for my dressmaking business 
<laughs> so, if you can believe it, the jury took only four and a half minutes to find her guilty. And she spent three weeks in the condemned cell waiting to be hanged. During this time, she filled five exercise books with her last true and only confession. And on the 10th of June, 1896, she was hanged at precisely 9 a.m. Now, the only good thing to come out of this was adoption laws were made stricter and baby farms were given an overview, like they could be inspected at any time by local authorities, whereas previously it was just, yeah, do whatever you want. So mm. now authorities had some kind of come back on them they could like stop babies dying i mean i don't know if they did or they didn't but they had that power now and it yeah. gave much needed profile boost to the fledgling nspcc the national society of the protection of cruelty to children now this had only been set up a decade earlier and this was completely voluntary like no one was involved in this but this case highlighted it and the need to kind of like look after the children and luckily enough over the next coming decades the workhouses would be kind of got ridden and orphanages as we know them today would kind of start becoming a thing where they were looked after like they had decent people in charge and and this that Some and of the them. other <laughs> well yeah yeah uh but to say annie it, you would beg to differ <laughs> indeed but then yeah. again it's always been a hard knock life yeah yeah now to say baby farming has been eradicated may actually be a little bit of a misnomer because i'm of an age where i remember all them romanian orphanages that would have babies that were up for adoption but actually turns out that they them babies who were in these orphanages had parents who didn't realize that they were giving them up for adoption and just thinking it was kind of a daycare that's how it was sold to them and then right. they were adopted out underneath them and in the 80s there were strict adoption laws uh, measures put on african children because during the 60s and 70s thousands of west african children were adopted from pretty much just taken from their parents with a middleman being given a bung and the parents getting nothing now they're probably equally divided between Angelina Jolie and Madonna, right? Well, exactly, exactly. When and in the sixties and seventies, it wasn't a th you could just go over there, like hop in a plane, and then just pick one and go. I want that one, and walk away with it, and no one would stop. Like you. a fucking pet shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nuts. Now, now these these are obviously a little bit different, but children were still being exploited, and parents were still being lied to about what would happen to them, uh, but it's not been eradicated we still have human trafficking going on and yeah. still things going on but it was a lot easier to get away with stuff in the 1800s i suppose but it is uh it's quite grim really very grim yeah it's not a a great part of our history and to be honest with you I, when i was looking at this i only found like this, I, I only found one other case that wasn't in England. It was in America, which is uh, 
So we've got that. Oh, so we had the monopoly on this. Yeah, yeah, we had the oh, the, em- to us. the Empire and Baby Farm monopoly. Great. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rule Britannia. Yeah. Britannia. Okay. God save Charles. Uh, yeah. I mean, God save the king. I yeah. love King Charles. Yeah. Look at him in the background there. Them carrots. There. Uh, <laughs> rubbing their hands I don't have Charles I give Charles to my gran but I do have the queen and I have a Kevin dressed as in the Union Jack and a beef ear ill got one day those are going to be worth a fortune yeah yeah I was in the queue at Aldi at 8 o'clock the day they came out they sold out within minutes you know I I know I know there's I know yeah there's a storage unit that my brother-in-law's mother has and she's got probably every carrot in there that they've ever sold and that's my niece and nephew's kin inheritance yeah (laughs) but by then it'll be worth a fortune of course because in the future that's what we'll want a cuddly soft plush carrot hey we never thought at the time that in the future people will go nuts for n64s we were just like oh it's a console Wait, wait when is the next one coming out I'm going to trade this in for a GameCube, but now, retro consoles are the way forward. Fair. Do you know I can get £500 for my limited edition Legend of Zelda 3DS? Wow. And I paid £300. Mm, yeah. It's not a fortune, is it, really? But, but it might be when the new Zelda comes out and it goes up. Uh, it could be, I I'm going to hold on to it. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't get rid of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, on that bombshell. <laughs> uh, uh this has been the M.O. Podcast with me, Conservation Ant. And me, Atreya. And we shall see you all next time. Thank you so much. Oh Bye. God. Bye. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast.